You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am glad to have you. Today is Wednesday if you're listening to this episode on schedule. In fact, it's Ash Wednesday. So that's the topic of today's podcast, Ash Wednesday. What is this all about? So I grew up in central Mississippi in a Baptist church in a rural community, very small town, uh, really a very rural county. I did not have many friends who were Catholics. I didn't have very many friends uh, who participated in Lent. In fact, I didn't know anybody who participated in Ash Wednesday. Because it turns out that the larger Christian tradition around the world is kind of up for grabs on this. A lot of denominations and churches do participate in Lent and Ash Wednesday, but a lot don't. It's kind of a late developing Christian tradition. It happened maybe in the 4th century, maybe in the 6th or 7th. There seems to be some debate over the origins of Lent and the origins of Ash Wednesday. You know, for that reason, it's not something that's a mandate. It's not something that you have to do. Uh, Lent is not something that every believer has to participate in. Ash Wednesday certainly is not something that everybody participates in. But I want you to understand what is happening. So here's the big idea. Lent is a season of 40 days that leads a believer up to the time of Easter. So that means that 40 days from today, we're going to gather in the sanctuary and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. That is our identity in Christ. So for 40 days, believers who participate in Lent choose to focus themselves by fasting from something. And it can be anything. You know, in the, I think traditionally in the church, it would be fasting from meals. I think more recently in church, there was a season where people talked about the Lent season and they were essentially uh, fasting from vices that they probably should not be participating in anyway during the, during the rest of the year. Uh, and that may not be the way you want to observe Lent. But let me let me throw out some other good ideas. I've had some friends who took the season of Lent and chose to fast from distractions, from things that distracted them from their time with Jesus or their spiritual focus. For example, I've had some friends who fasted from Facebook during Lent or other friends who fasted from social media in general or from technology without boundaries. In other words, they maybe they needed technology for work. They were going to have to use their text messaging apps. They are going to have to use their email uh, for work. They were going to have to use the internet for work, but they put some strict boundaries up so that they weren't using it in the mornings or the evenings and they had more devoted periods of time. Maybe you find yourself these days watching tons of TikTok videos or you're falling into the YouTube queue watching video after video. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, maybe you find yourself watching the you know watching the news all day long. Any of these things or any number of other things could easily distract a believer so that we're sort of more worldly-minded than we should be. I think the big idea of Lent is to help us focus not on the world of the flesh, but on the world of the Spirit, to focus on Jesus Christ who's sitting at the right hand of God and not all the worries of the world and the distractions. And I'll be honest, to me, that sounds like a fantastic idea, however you choose to observe Lent. So let's go ahead and take a first step in the right direction. Let's shift gears and read scripture together as we begin thinking about Jesus and his love for us, about his sacrifice on the cross to redeem us, about what it is to be people who are defined 
by Jesus. I want to read uh, from Matthew chapter 26. I want to read um, as Matthew delivers the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is this is the night before the crucifixion as Jesus is going to the Lord in prayer and surrendering his will uh, to the will of the Father. And this will result in him on the cross. And meanwhile, the disciples are wrestling with their with their flesh. So here we go. Verse 36. Then Jesus went with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and he prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away once more and he prayed the third time saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. That's a powerful passage. And so, I mean, this leads right into the arrest and to the mock trials and to the beatings and the scourgings and the you know, mocking Jesus and spitting on him, giving the crowns of thorn, raising him up to be crucified, and then ultimately his death on the cross. But in this episode, you have Jesus seeking the Father in a moment of, of just tension and pressure. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And you see him praying to God, your father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will, surrendering his will to the will of father in suffering, choosing to suffer, choosing to endure the cross. And meanwhile, the disciples um, are falling asleep. They're just worn out. They're just tired. But in the middle of this moment where Peter and James and John are not able to stand with Jesus, to focus on Jesus, and to watch with Jesus, and to watch for Jesus, Jesus speaks to them, and he says this, uh, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want to draw on this moment to help us be focused a little bit as we prepare ourselves for Easter, as we kind of launch the season of Lent, whether you participate in a concrete way in Lent or whether you just take these 40 days to try to stay focused and ready to celebrate the resurrection, I want to use this first just to think about it. In our walk with the Lord, we want to be where Jesus was. We want to surrender our will totally to the Father. We want to be totally His. We want to be shaped in the image of Jesus. We want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. In some seasons, that will require suffering. In other seasons, that that lends itself to great celebration and abundant life. But always, always, we want to be yielded totally to the will of the Father. We want to be Jesus' people. We want to be with Jesus. We want to be near Jesus. But in this moment, Peter, James, and John were falling asleep. And Jesus said, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. And I think that's true for us. We get distracted. 
we fall into temptations. It is true that our spirit is willing, but man, our flesh is weak. And one of the things that Lent does for us, or any season of set-apart fasting and focus, is it helps us focus our flesh. It helps us limit the indulgence of the flesh and helps us remember not to be so worldly-minded. It helps us unplug for a minute so that we can be spiritually focused, spiritually stronger, aware of Jesus. Now, church family, it's up to you how you observe Lent. You know, we don't have a concrete plan. I'm not asking everybody to come to the church today to get an ash, the sign of the cross and ash on your forehead. I think it's a beautiful symbol that you're a witness of Christ and that we repent of our sins and we grieve the sufferings of Jesus. But but we, we don't have last year's palm fronds burned. We're not waiting for you to come to the church for the sign of the cross. It's a beautiful symbol, but it's not something that we're practicing. But I do think that it's good to take these 40 days and focus on Jesus. So how will you do that? How will you watch and pray so you don't fall into temptation? How will you focus the weak flesh so that you can live in the spirit that is so willing and wants to follow Jesus? Maybe you will set apart some things. Maybe you'll create a new routine for the next 40 days. Maybe you'll revive your devotional habit that you've let fall by the wayside. Maybe you'll get out a journal and start to walk through your prayers as you get ready for Easter. Maybe you'll read a Jesus story every day, or maybe you'll have a conversation every night with your kids. There's a, there's a thousand ways that you might use these 40 days to focus. But what I want to ask is that you would focus, that 40 days from now, as we celebrate Easter, Easter together, we would be so ready to sing and praise Jesus for his resurrection, to hear the word, and to live as resurrection people. So, church family, in the next 40 days, why don't we look for opportunities to have gospel conversations, to share our hope in Jesus, to focus our flesh, and to be ready for Jesus. Today is Ash Wednesday. It's the first of 40 days of focus before Easter. And church family, I can't wait to worship with you this Easter. God bless you. I love you. Be faithful.